If you're the cook of the family, Farmer John has a delicious every other Thursday plan for you. He suggests that you make every other Thursday an open date in your tiresome cooking schedule. Instead of going through all the preparations of a hot dinner, take it easy and enjoy a cool, quick-to-fix smorgasbord spread featuring his Farmer John luncheon meats. If you'd rather make it every other Tuesday or any other any day, well, that's all right with Farmer John, and he doesn't care which of his luscious luncheon meats you choose, sliced cooked ham, all-meat bologna, Italian cotto salami, chopped ham roll, Braunschweiger, or liverwurst. All are made with finest, freshest eastern corn-fed pork and fresh, lean, juicy, homegrown beef. What's more, Farmer John goes to extra expense to make them extra flavorsome, too. Instead of using artificial or synthetic seasonings, he seasons his luncheon meats with costly natural herbs and spices. So how about it? Smorgasbord supper with Farmer John luncheon meats. Next time you shop, look for the farmer in the deli. Previously on Cavie's Country Breakfast. Get his shit dipped. You're fucked. Do you even like baseball? My pussy's been gushing like a gorge. I heard Chicholo has a a little announcement he wants to make. Oh, that's okay. A little Um, bombshell. Light up, lucky. It's baseball time. Be happy, go lucky. It's cavy time. Settle back in your chair. There's baseball in the air right now. It's cavy time. Welcome back to Kevy's Country Breakfast, your monthly baseball shit talk podcast that nestles comfortably in a disappointment Venn diagram cocoon. That one side features our friends and family with little to no interest in organized sports, bored to tears in a nuanced 14-minute conversation on the ratio of Hunter Pence's high socks, while simultaneously disgusting baseball purists alike with egregious attention stunts like producer Dave Smith Hayes putting 20 bourbon, honey, mustard, buffalo, wild wing, boneless bites into a blender. Personally, I would have went with the lemon pepper dry rub. Pouring the remnants in a syringe and inserting the thick, sticky, serum-like substance directly into the base of the penis like some sort of perverted ice bucket challenge. Sure, we'll never be summoning baseball analysis Mount Everest being greeted by a smiling Ken Rosenthal, Mike Petrello, or Barry Davis. But it's who we are. The Fago, the Uncle Rays, the Haley Duff. With slightly more intelligent chatter than Cody, the 28-year-old father of three on permanent disability from a drunken go-kart accident in 06, melting into his Bud Light that the Jays haven't been the same since the Kevin Pillar trade. That means when the accident happened, he was like 14 years old. My name is Kev Sheeler. This man next to me I've known for the better half of 20 years. We've had our ups. We've had our downs. We've had our intercourse together. Don't get ideas. I'm talking menage a trois. The old Kevy double dip. And let's face it. We've had our arguments, his hatred of Taco Bell, his defense of the DH, his insistence in getting a Headley-inspired half-sleeve tattoo just two weeks ago. But despite all that, I welcome him now, Mr. Kevin Chinchola. Yeah. Thanks, man. We also have, wait, wait, of course... Wait, let, me, let me introduce him. We also have uh, Davey uh, Smith-Hayes on the podcast. Uh, he's a lovely gentleman. He's um, he's our editor-in-chief, and he's the magic of what we do here on uh, Kevy's Country Breakfast. Um, we should please welcome uh, Davey Smith-Hayes to the pod. Dave Smith-Hayes, how's it going, dude? Uh, it's going it's going pretty good, guys. It's going good. 
ready uh, ready to make some magic with you guys. Uh, really looking forward to where our adventures go. It's not magical, though. We're figuring it out. I mean, what I pump out naturally creates that energy, but it's it's you know what I mean. You don't you don't get to pretend what you do is magic. You can't be a part of the chemistry that me and Kevin have through twenty plus years of friendship. You know, no, he, he just waltzes his way in. Oh, I'm excited for this. This is magic. This uh, is magic. We yeah, just yeah. met you. No, it's, that's not how it works. All right, all right. Control lets me fuck his wife three times a year. Are you throwing that out there? I don't think that that's on the table for you. So if it's not, then let's. Kevin's like, mom gave me to the gave me a ride to the warp tour. All right. Uh, yeah. You know absolutely. what? That is connection. That's unprotected spraying. <laughs> Past menopause. So I said, go have at it. <laughs> yeah. Fly in. Yeah. You know what I mean? We went and watched Bad Religion. We we ate some funnel cakes. It was a lovely afternoon. Yeah, like, like, like my mom went to the book tour. <laughs> yeah. One of those cool moms. My mom is so lame, and that's the best mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool mom. Steph was telling me that she went. She was. She had friend a friend of hers that would um, bring her mom clubbing with them. How fucked is that? That's so like to divorcee, like wine breath mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going out grinding. <laughs> yeah. Listening like Nelly at that point. Yeah. No. Nah, nah. She like drives them to and from the bar. Yeah, like you need like when when Brenda is like of a certain age, like you know, like twelve, thirteen, developing like interests and stuff. Don't be cool, dad. Be like, no. Be like, when she starts hating who I am as a human being, then I will step away. Yeah, then you become like supportive and interested and engaging and open minded. But being like cool dad, like I'm gonna I'm gonna engage the like like the parade of what's interesting in your life. You know the guy buying the fucking social distortion. Like, like yeah, you're, you're fucking. Lame. I'm just like watch her yoga classes. Yeah, <laughs> and then your kid is the perspective of cool of what you thought it was in 2001. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. no fucking sense at all. That's right, right? Yeah, but you're a good dad, Control. Thanks, right. man. You're gonna do great, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Ryan Goins, and you're listening to Kevy's Country Breakfast Podcast. What's the, what's the matter, Kev? Well, it's just that we have such an exciting jam-packed app plan today. Everyone's going to love it, but I'm worried. I don't think we have any time to get to fan mail. Oh, I think we can read one letter, no? Really? Absolutely. I think you should go ahead and read one letter. What? Let's let's go into the mailbag. Okay. What what about this one right here? It kind of smells like apple crumble, and it's it's got a red heart made out of construction paper. Wow, with my name written on it in glitter and everything, huh? I think that's the one to read. Dear Kev Sheeler, you're as courageous as Mitch from Baywatch and twice as sexy. As I find myself tossing and turning at night trapped in a loveless, soulless, sexless marriage. With this square-head, beady-eyed goon who can't even hold down a cushy on-field personality position at Sportsnet, my mind opens a Pandora's box, yearning for so much more, aching for your soft, tender touch. Our eyes lock as we hold hands at sunset in your romantic private beach. I scream relentlessly, being pleasured for upwards to four-plus hours. I'm not on a pill, and there's not a condom in sight. Please put a hobie in me. Forever yours with love, 
Sincerely, Cindy Cinnamon Davis. P.S. My knees are shaking in excitement for Kevin Gentrolo's bombshell reveal. The water cooler chatter at the office has been a buzz for several weeks now. As a devoted fucktress of Kevy's Country Breakfast Nation, we beg of you, please divulge this earth-shattering information. Yeah, I guess, Joel, we should actually address this. This has been an... I'm getting inundated with messages. My Facebook inbox is bursting. I, I, it's, I get roughly a th- like 1,000 plus messages a day. People want to know... This this is a big deal. This is this is the you know the, the Game of Thrones finale. This is a Who Shot Mr. Burns. This is the Super Bowl. This is times four all wrapped in one. And I feel like we're doing a disservice to our fans by getting around the bush. We need to get into this Controllo. You have a big reveal. Everyone's been talking about it. Let's just can we can we, can we are we able to talk about it? Is it are your lawyers because you've contacted lawyers? Uh, I am I am Kev uh, and I do apologize. I mean I, I it's just. This is a big one, so I just wanted to like make sure I had all my ducks in a row and everything, because this is a big deal. This right now here is a doggy drip. I want a doggy drip. I want some You better get Uh, yeah, I don't like uh, mustard on my hot dog, so that's it. I just had a couple things get off my chest, and um, that's just the way it is. I I don't like mustard. My palate doesn't agree with it, and it's the way it's gonna be. So let me get this straight. We got these advertisers. We got ZipRecruiter. We got Casper. We got Quip. They want to get on board. They want to work with the podcast. They've been, we've been teasing this. They've been emailing me back and forth. My phone's been going fucking nuts. I haven't said a peep. I said Chinchillo's got a bombshell. This is my partner. And this, this, is, the, this is the horse shit. My fiance, Verlene, she works at the Woodstock Costco. She, she's working three days a week. Her son's got reinfecting, you know, ear infections. And she got fired and she needs we need to get this we need to get this cash happening okay and the big reveal is that kevin chinchollo's palate is too ritzy and sophisticated to lather on a seed-based vinegar sauce on his cylinder tubes of pig anus (laughs) fucking chinchollo you're as ridiculous as the white Sox trading away fernando tatis jr for james shields you're fucking trash chinchollo and now Dave Smith Hayes, the vice president of Concerned Parents for Mustard Consumption, will read his official statement. Honestly, I feel bad for your family. They will never live the full and cultured lives because of your inability to enjoy the tang and sting of a delicious squirt of French's on a freshly grilled dog. All right. Well, that was a lot to, to take in. I don't, we can, should we even, David, probably we should even think about recasting at this point. There's a lot of, we can get a cute little Puerto Rican guy to play Kevin Chinchola. I would love that. I love a rebranding. And we don't need you. We own the intellectual property of your name, Kevin Chinchola. Your name is Dennis Rinserman. That's your real name. And uh, we don't need you. So, man. Is, so what, you had some other shit you wanted to get into? Yeah, I fucking got this bullshit. I uh, hit a kid with my car, and now I gotta gotta go to this court date, and it's this whole thing—it's real pain in the ass. Hey, Roberto, which is the best pitch you've ever faced? The one with McCain punch. Catch the taste of McCain frozen punch in orange, berry, and fruit punch. McCain punch is made with real fruit juices to deliver real fruit taste. Which makes McCain the punch of champions, like Roberto Alomar. 
Catch the taste. Catch the real fruit taste of McCain Punch. Jeff Passan, one of our favorite MLB analyst reporter guys. I forget what he actually does. Tweets a lot. Uh, he, he reported that, uh, this is his tweet, the use of gas station sexual enhancement pills in baseball is so prevalent that the MLB sent out a memo warning players that their use could lead to positive PED tests. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. That's the equivalent when you go into like a you go into like a karaoke place and has like the boner pills. Like that's what he's talking about, right? Yeah, he's talking yeah, about boner pills. He's talking about, but like not even like these players can afford Viagra. They can afford Cialis, but they're going for like the the the, the, the cheap ones, the one dollar big dong. Yeah, I've thought about buying one just to see what happens. He gets drafted by the A's or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Huge guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so my my question to you guys is, um, who do you think fucks the most in the MLB? Well, obviously, Eric Thick Dick Sogar. That's his player's weekend nickname. <laughs> what manager do you think fucks the most? Montoya. No. Of course. No, no Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts fucking plows. I, I think it's still Donnie Baseball, probably, right? Yeah, I could see Tom that. Mattingly? He takes still, those glasses he off. He's a sex symbol. He's managing the Marlins right now. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, is he still managing the Marlins? Are the Marlins still an MLB team? Well, that's the perfect <laughs> place to fuck, too, right? In Miami, like this. Our sexpert, Kevin Controllo. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Miami, not under the hot sun. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible Will Smith song on, right? That's easy to fall <laughs> yeah, into the yeah. ocean, man. Mr. Environmentalist. Do you think do you think like there's a left wing like liberals like Democrats that are like fans of the Texas Rangers? Because didn't they own didn't the Bushes own the Texas Rangers? Yeah, but dude, if you uncover all of this shit, like what do you think? What do you think? Rogers is a is a you know company that gives a shit about the like the working class people of this country, right? They have Pride Night at Rogers Center. Now they do. <laughs> they have Pride Night because they have Pride Night because they're one of the last teams in Major League Baseball to do it, and because Kevin Pilar called someone a faggot and got suspended. <laughs> That's true. That's that's a little late, mm-hmm. right? That's right. We had a couple players do that, didn't? Uh, what's his name? Escobar. You know Escobar do that. Too? You know Escobar wrote like "kill faggots" in Spanish on <laughs> yeah, his face. That's, that's so fucked. <laughs> like in 2013, he did this. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! And uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Omar Vizquel, who was like uh, like a base coach for the Jays at the time, mm-hmm. or maybe even. Maybe that was even his last team before he retired. Yeah, it was. I think it was his last team. I think it was. He's just too. like, eh, people are fucking homophobes. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I follow minor league baseball, like MILB on uh, yeah. Instagram, and they were really pumping their pride nights this year. And I liked it because just for the sheer fact of guys just bubbling in rage <laughs> on this page, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Fat guys wearing Crocs and terrible camo shorts, pissed, right? I mean, ultimately, you could say, like, why does, like, who would some people like to fuck? Why does it need to be a night? Well, it needs to be, it doesn't need to be a night, but the reason the night exists is because it encourages people that were forever shunned upon and thought they couldn't participate in sports or wasn't for them. You know, I mean, that's the reason for the Pride Night, wouldn't it be? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. exactly it. It's, it's, it's all, it's just a marketing ploy. Right. Well, also, who's kidding who? They're like, MLB jumping on this now because it's so safe is just like, uh, you know, Bud Light jumping on this now, right? They don't actually give yeah. a shit. If they did, they would have done something 25 years ago. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, it's, it's all about because like, it is a safe marketing ploy. And like, you talk to anybody from the community, they don't, 
give a shit about Jay's Pride Night. You know, like, no. it, it's but, oh, a but, bunch of rainbow flies. Cool. But like, the the flip of it is though, to put the counterpoint, if you're some like eleven year old boy who feels like he's getting some boners to, uh, you know, you know, uh, Christian Yelich. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, fuck, I feel like a weirdo or is everyone going to call me a faggot to see the Blue Jays giving out like pride hats? Yeah, that's yeah. Some, I think that's kind of cool, actually, quite frankly. Well, that's, like the, that's one of the big benefits of like corporate marketing campaigns around pride is to normalize the people's sexuality. Right. But yeah. it is just a marketing. Like The whole deal is just to sell more things. Oh, never for a second thing. You think yeah. Nike gives a shit about black violence for police officers? <laughs> they don't give a shit about that, right? They don't at all. Yeah, they probably like like stock a bunch of police forces with Nikes. Right. Well, it's the counter. I mean, the argument that's said a million times too. It's the company that has a you know a twelve year old boy stitching your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Is, is suddenly gives a shit about minorities. But that doesn't States. happen here, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a Chincholo's anti Pride Night, so we're going to debate this right <laughs> no, now. No, I'm definitely not. That's not true. With the first selection, the Washington Nationals select Kevin Chinchollo. With the 25th selection, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim select Kevin Sheeler. Here's what I was going to say. This is something that I uh, Reddit had a thing, a little Reddit debate, is who do you think would be the better baseball player? Tim Tebow or Michael Jordan? Tebow has already hit a homer in a game. Right, but this and here's the thing: Tim Tebow has been playing professionally now, air quotations professionally. I mean, it is professionally; he's in the minor yeah. system. He's been playing he, it for three plus years he now. Pay. He Jordan only played for one, right? Maybe two. They played for two. It, it's interesting when you look at the skill set of the two. Jordan seems like a guy who would have a ton of speed, would probably have a decent outfield glove, could steal you some bags. I don't want to necessarily say be full on Billy Hamilton because that wouldn't be as fast, but he still he might have value to you. In uh, you know, expanding the rosters in September, maybe getting him to be a Dalton Pompey, right? Where someone like, like you know, Dalton Pompey can just get on the bags. Where someone like a Tim Tebow, he's not going to give you unbelievable. He's going to he's going to be a first baseman who has a below average bat, right? So uh, no, well, I don't think he's built like. Well, Tebow's not built like a first baseman. He's built like Mike Trout. Yeah, but he's I don't think shorter in stature. Do you think he's going to go and play center field though? What is he even playing now? Uh, well, I, I think he plays right he field. Plays right, he plays right field, yeah. I think he's always played right field. <laughs> he plays the worst position for an athlete in the majors. I thought that was left field. Or probably no, well, no. I would say first base no. would be the easiest position, right? Now, easiest air conditions would be very difficult for every average athlete, average person to do completely. But Yeah, I think, right. I think your analysis is correct about Jordan. I think he'd be a great like utility guy. I don't think he'd have a great bat. I think Tebow would be better at the plate. He'd be better, better offensive player. It's impossible to, I mean, this is all hypothetical. That's what we do on the podcast. <laughs> but it's impossible to compare the two because obviously this limited sample size, they even joke, you know, in the Space Jam film that they're kind of dogging it to Jordan, right? Who knows if that was true or not? Oh, well, it probably was for some players. I wonder if like Jordan's like just his presence affects like calls at the plate. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, so like, because no one respects like Tim Tebow really, right? Like, I mean, no, I'm not saying they don't, yeah. but like in t- terms of like Michael Jordan, everyone like loves Michael Jordan, right? Maybe just him being at the plate, he just gets his the, the calls his way, right? So that might affect things differently than uh, he does for Tebow. <clears throat> because Jordan is undoubtedly the greatest basketball player at the time, greatest basketball player who's ever played. Tebow was like a spark; like he, he had like one good season. Well, he was he won the Heisman though. 
Yeah, he was very good. He was very good at, for the Gators. But when you look at when you look at like football and hold, you're like you're not thinking like top ten quarterbacks of all time. Right, you're not Tim thinking Tebow. the greatest ever. <laughs> so the fanfare, mm-hmm. the fanfare of him playing double A was like Vlad Jr.'s first game every night, right? Yeah. So living up right. to that, what do you think about the rumor that he had gambling debts? The NBA knew about it, and instead of suspending him, he retired. Do you think that has any validity to it? Absolutely. Like, why wouldn't it? Like. It was he did retire at a weird time. So. Well, he did retire. I mean, he retired because his dad died, right? And he was, and then his dad, like, was way more into baseball, and he kind of did it as a tribute to his dad, which is interesting. And it was the same owner of the Bulls as the White Sox at the time. I don't know if it still is, but, but he was still like he was still in his prime and everything. It was well, he like, came back and won more championships, right? Yeah, yeah, it is very interesting. Well, Jordan fucks more, so. <laughs> more like Tim T. Bohr, am I right? <laughs> So, yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to get into uh, was, I don't know if you've seen this online, but there is a Asian Marlins man right now. There's an Asian man who dresses up exactly like the Marlins man, completely with visor and orange Marlins jersey, who's attending games that the Marlins man is at and fucking with the Marlins man. And this is, this is pretty frankly, I've watched a lot of comedy. I've been a lot of comedy shows. This is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That's amazing. Really, so is he like getting under the Marlins man's skin? 100% he is. I think we but, should tell the listeners what the, who the Marlins man is, though. If you listen, if you don't know, get the fucking press pause and kill yourself. <laughs> Educate yourself. What do I explain to you? Hitler is to you, too, and Stalin? <laughs> But that's a that's amazing though. I didn't even know this. So the Marlins man, if you're living under a fucking rock, uh, is a ambulance chasing lawyer whose dad is rich, who no one wants to fuck, and he flies around all the major MLB games, and he's behind home plate. And he's, he's basically for- living your favorite life right now. <laughs> that's not even true. His life. Like, it would be fun to go to these games. I don't want to be the Marlins man. Who wants to grow up and be the Marlins man, right? No, that's true. But you would like to be going to all these ballparks. Do you think the Marlins man fucks? Do you think he's in a relationship? Because he's always solo. Yeah, he's always solo, which is kind of sad, actually, when you think about it. You go on his goddamn Instagram, and he's like, I think that 9-11 should be first responders. Day. He's trying to be, like, ass kissy. It's like, I'm not a big piece of shit. You are, dude. You're a, you're a fucking piece of shit. No one <laughs> likes you. You're, you're annoying. He does that little, like, thing to try to distract the players. I don't, I don't, I don't care for him. Anyways, this this Asian dude, he still doesn't this. celebrate Pride Day at MLB games. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. He wears Kevin Pillar jerseys on Pride Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know Escobar eye black underneath his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he wears. Eye- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the circus has arrived in Southern Ontario. The Royal Canadian Family Circus ringmaster, Joseph Dominic Bauer. What can we expect? We can expect nothing less than amazing. We have artists from nine nations, thrills, chills, and we're featuring our amazing acrobats from China. Wow, for tickets and info, royalcanadiancircus.ca. And for a two-for-one ticket deal, promo code is Omni, O-M-N-I. Enjoy the show. Come on out. Derek Fisher so far for the Jays has looked pretty good, right? So far, I mean, it's very small sample size. There's been some great days and some bad days, um, which is interesting. So when you're looking, and they they so they trade Aaron Sanchez, they trade Joe Biagini, and all they get back for what do they get back for? Derek Fisher. Now fans have really rose colored glasses of Sanchez, who hasn't been good in a number of years now, and Biagini is certainly a failed starter. And I, I think his ceiling has hit as a reliever. I don't think he's going to ever evolve from this. I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. He's, he seems like a great guy. So, but to be ahead of the analytics game, you 
you need to see what other people can't see because everyone follows the same formula, right? Everyone can't follow, not everyone in the league can follow what the Astros and what the Cubs have done because then that's going to become redundant and you'll have to move on, right? So are the Jays analytics team looking at something in a Derek Fisher that we don't see, that even the, 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 the statisticians don't see at the current time? And what's interesting is that the Jays hired, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Carson Casilli from Fangraphs, right? One of the higher echelon dudes at Fangraphs, left Fangraphs to work for the Jays. And what's interesting is if you go on his Twitter, he can no longer really talk about the league because he's officially working for a team. But he's just cryptically posted pictures of a fish the past like month and a half, even before they acquired him, after they acquired him, and, and like in the middle of that. So does he see something that we don't see in Derek Fisher? That, isn't that? Is, and first off, I love how cryptic it is. I think he's just implying that he's Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just, just kidding. That is cryptic. Yeah, it is pretty interesting though, right? Because he probably had a hand. He probably had a hand in. Now, who's kidding who? release getting rid of Sanchez who's already going to the IL again right they've already sent Biagini down because they've a, not because he's performed poorly he's pitched well he actually pitched like I think two or three innings the other night mm-hmm. so they sent him down because they need a fresh arm which is a shitty shitty demotion after you do a great job right that's like you, you know you worked you worked hard you know at Arby's and they fire you right <laughs> makes no sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you mop up and get the fuck out skip uh but do you think that there's like there's I think by looking into this, am I looking at a rose colored glasses from Blue Jays eyes? But they've hired a pretty a pretty brainiac dude, and does he see something that the average person doesn't? I th- I think every analytics department sees something the average player doesn't or the average fan doesn't. I don't think the Blue Jays saw something in Derek Fisher that other analytics departments didn't see. I think the Jays just had the right package to bring him to the Jays. That's probably true. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm but, sure there's a bunch of teams that are just like, fuck, when that trade happened. But 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 Carson Casilli is a smart so oh, probably, yeah. He's a smart dude. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. He he probably knows more than the people are doing formulas to be around to be t- kind of like what these guys are doing. But my point is is that you you just have to evolve. So are they seeing in something now that will be commonplace four years from now? The game evolves so much now in the sense of even the opener. If you don't use an opener now, you're kind of dumb, right? If you don't have the proper pitching staff. Yeah, if you don't have a strong five man, you got your fifth day. You got to have an opener. Like I think, I think even the the idea of five starters, five starters could be probably going to go out the window right. soon, right? I mean, what's the point? If if it's not working, why mm-hmm. not just do a bullpen day if you can? Last night, last night, Pat Tabler was talking because uh, Richard Urania came what, last night. Whatever you're listening to is fucking pod, you dick. <laughs> But when Richard Urania came in pitch, they were talking about it because next year the Major League Baseball is implementing a rule where you have to assign is he a position player? Can he pitch? You can't just throw any Tom, Dick, and Harry out, which is a fun novelty for the fans. And quite frankly, I don't mind it, especially mm-hmm. in a game that's already long gone, anyways. Why do you need to see? But uh, but Pat Tabler was like, they should have a, an extra guy on your roster, so you have a twenty-six man roster that only comes in to mop up in those situations, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah. This bloated guy he played twenty. 20 it's like Kenny Powers coming in. <laughs> <laughs> like fireworks in like a seventeen nothing game. I mean, how does the validity of the game any, any less? They're just, they're just just make a wish, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> twelve year old bald kid just gets shelled for our amusement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cologne would have a job forever. Yeah, he should. Um, he, they just suspend him for the ceiling like it's sting. <laughs> yeah, totally, it'd be good for the clubhouse. <laughs> You think you you think you would be you think you would be good in that duty cab like 
you could uh, make the clubhouse laugh in between innings or uh, in between games. <laughs> just doing your act. Like, fucking <laughs> you're just eating wings. Just wipe them off. It's on the ball, the sauce. Just in your nails. <laughs> that would be fun. They, and then they have to be loaded, too. You have to be at least four deep. You know what I mean? Pints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like, but but again, like in a game that's already out of play, like out of hand, it doesn't really bother me that Richard Urena is coming in to pitch, right? If anything, that's giving a nugget of interest in a game that's already long lost. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really throw me off. It's Barry Davis, <laughs> <laughs> the Davis mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's uh, my my house. I, think. I couldn't tell, man. You're just watching cops. <laughs> <laughs> you have us muted. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, like, do, what, what do you think? Do you, are, you, are you in favor to get rid of that goddamn uh, position player? I don't, I, again, I, I don't even. That's one of those things that's it's it's not going to be the biggest deal for me to come or go, right? Mm-hmm. I try to be open minded. People like I only really follow baseball. Who's getting who? But is there any other fucking sport where every second, like, how do we change this now? Like, like no other sport is like that. I know it. It seems abnormal, right? Right. Come on, everybody, get it together. Feel a little taste. It'll last forever. So Tinsholo, are you a fan of interleague play? Uh, interleague play, yeah, I love it. I think it's I think it's um, one of the funner aspects of baseball because it, it it just it just mixes up like it just mixes it just changes the dynamics for like something that you're not used to seeing, especially when you go into the National League. Um, I am like a fan of the DH, but when you can see it mixed in and where like the American League teams have to adjust, I think it's super cool. And also, it's fun to just see pitchers like never hit, try and hit right. I do think it's very cool because you have to, especially especially in the era of an, of the openers and how, considering the Blue Jays are, are playing almost like bullpen days, you really got to strategically watch. Like Sean Reed Foley had an AB last night. I had my glasses off at a point because I was cleaning them. I was like, is uh, Brett Laurie at bat right now? <laughs> nice. It, it is kind of a disadvantage, though, for American League teams to try and hit, though, right? Because, I mean, pitchers are at least seeing some, like, they're seeing some, some more, like, at bats, right? We're getting more at bats. I don't have the numbers ahead of us, but we're not in numbers pocket. We're talking of our ass. What else is new? But I'm pretty sure that the American League has a better record in interleague play, though overall, since they've adopted it. Oh wow, that's amazing. And I think if you're if you're a pitcher who likes to play baseball, you're also taking abs during batting practice. You are, but I yeah, I remember I remember Stroman was always like psyched to be able to get the hit, and he did he did well too. So well, well, relatively well. Jack now Atlanta. With, now yeah. he's with the Mets. Now he's uh. He's gonna be batting every time he plays now. Yeah, absolutely. So wait, wait, hold on. Do you guys do you guys like the idea of like a like an NHL or an NBA style where like you play every team twice, kind of thing? Like you have a series against every team. Like like baseball is not built that way. But like, would you prefer something more equalized where you play every team? I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question because everything you'd answer would be would be uh, hypocritical. Or you know, or like mounting your excuse me, your original argument. Um, 
because again, I'm a fan of the novelty of seeing teams play, but also at the same time I recognize that it makes the schedule uneven. What they definitely need to do is they definitely need to play teams from the American League and National League respectively more often. The fact that you're only playing the Tigers twice a year is stupid. And when you, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't so think you want to see them play the Tigers more. You yeah. Want I want to play the twins more. They should more. just play one extra series against each team again. You know what I mean? Play your, play your division a little less because it's pretty ridiculous. Now, none, by the way, I don't even think that's going to work because the owners don't want that. The Jays don't want that. Even if it, it gives the advantage of them going into the postseason, playing the Yankees brings in revenue. Oh, for sure. Revenue. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And last night when I was watching, the Jays play. There's a there's a pride in being in the American League East. It's the fucking real division in, in the American League, right? Go fuck yourself. The Central, right? The Central, <laughs> yeah. the Central's always like one good team, maybe one team on the cusp, and a bunch of trash. And that's all it's always going to be. But when you play in the East, you got to compete with the Yankees, who are always competitive. You guys play the Red Sox. You got to compete with the, the the Rays, who are you know they had, they had an unbelievable scouting, unbelievable analytics, right? This is the real fucking goddamn division. And then you have like the the Jays and the Orioles who flip flop, bad and good. Like I feel like the Jays have spent so many years bad, and the Orioles spent so many years bad, right? But they also have those like, those couple of years where they just sneak in. There's like fucking great teams, right? And then they make the division even harder because then you have the always competitive Yankees, the always competitive Red Sox, absolutely, the always surprising Rays. I think I think honestly they should get rid of the interleague play except for one series. I think you should play one interleague series through your whole season. Hmm. And then double up on your uh, other division, same league. Games. Well, that that can't happen, right? Because there's 15 teams. There's 15 and 15, right? So you're always having inter interleague games going on, right? Wait a minute, you're right. 15 and 15. That makes 30. Kevin Chincholo, you math whiz. <laughs> and there's more than 15 weeks in a season, so. I mean, if you want to be fucking pedantic about it, sure. <laughs> Well, they could. You know, what I think it'd be fun if they marketed it like they did when they first in, in, like in, introduced it. Is when they say like it's like it was like after I can't remember exactly. I was a kid, right, when this was implemented. But it was like it was like a kind of like a two week to three week span where they did interleague and everyone was playing interleague. I think that's kind of a fun novelty. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to the scheduling, like I don't like next year the fucking second series. Well, it sucks. Like opening day now, there's an interleague game, right? It just kind of sucks that way. That makes no. That makes no sense. I know. Here's the thing. First, the first month and the last month of the season, you should be playing your division. That's what I think. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Right? I agree. September, that's what that should be. And for the most part, I think it is, isn't it? No, not really. Because again, it, it, next year, the second series of the year, they're playing the Reds at home. Yeah, that's silly. It's very sure. dumb. I mean, it's gonna be cool to see Joey Votto. It's gonna be, you know, I like the Reds. Did you guys ever see that thirty for thirty about the couple who used to make the MLB schedules? Oh, I would love to watch that. Yeah, uh, it used to be like just like this. This married couple, they'd make all the MLB schedules for both leagues forever. And then when they introduced like, you know, the national like interleague play, they had to figure out how to how to schedule those properly. And I think it was like 2011 or 2012 when they were like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna take care of that. You guys go do your own thing. It was a couple. <laughs> yeah. It was literally it was it was a it was a husband and wife who used to just sit down for a month and write out the schedule for every team. Just playing canasta and also putting together the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Now there's just Mr. and Mrs. computer algorithms. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Baby Scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a 30 for 30. But if you just type in couple who used to make the MLB schedules, they did it for years. They did it for decades. That's one hot couple. That's... <laughs> <laughs>
That's, that's I, why I want that. That's you sexually role play. Okay, we're the couple that made the MLB schedules. And, oh. <laughs> Where are the Rays playing? Interleague? Where? Ah. They just introduced interleague play. Oh, yeah. Tell me where Barry Bonds is going in September. Tell me. <laughs> the Houston Astros are moving to the American League. It's going to be oh, even. Yeah. Take that fucking pole right in the center field sticking to my ass. Yo, what's up? It's DJ Kebby D. Hashtag KCB episode three. Like what you see? Well, hit us up on the Zuckfuck individually. Facebook.com slash bar ding search. Kev Sheeler, Kevin Chincholo, Dave Smith Hayes. Or send shit fits and or smooch smooch to Kevin's Country Breakfast. No comment. Don't even worry about it. Gmail.com. Hey, check it out. Bye.